Hello. Welcome back, I guess. That's to the right. Buddy boy. Well, oh no. Not the buddy boy. Northbound and Browns podcast. That game was so bad we forgot the name. <laughs> we forgot the name. <laughs> Couldn't find my way home. <laughs> As always, your host George and I coming to you to you today. Yes. Um, with cats. We have two cats here. Two cats. Little Miss Delta. The I would say the very skittish cat is giving me the love. Yes. Bake purr and meow feel. My two cats. <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what happened. All right. First off, Cleveland Browns that showed up in Pittsburgh. Um, These are these are not the 2020 Cleveland yeah. Browns that showed up in Pittsburgh. It's the 20, 2017 Browns that showed up in Pittsburgh. It was a hot mess. Nobody in their right mind would defend that performance, I think. Um, but it's also not so simple as saying, oh, the Browns suck. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, many people have gone that route. Um, there's obviously a nuance, a lot of nuances here that you know contributed to what a goddamn disaster zone that ended up being. Mm-hmm. People on Twitter with their grand sweeping blanket statements and bumper sticker rhetoric that needs to stop. That's, mm-hmm. th- this game is bigger than that. I'm so, sure. quick breakdown. I think so too. Um, Pittsburgh on the board first, immediately followed by a pick six to set Cleveland back ten and barely like six minutes into the game. I wasn't even there. I was Baker still Mayfield's on the road. First pass. Ugh, Horrible to Minka. Um, there was no recovery from that point. Mm-hmm. You all know that. Um, as soon as as soon as that pick six happened, I knew it was over. Yep. Summer, yeah. <laughs> it didn't take long, and I think everybody kind of realized that that was not yeah not ideal. Um, the Browns did manage to score. Bacon, Baker did connect with Higgins in the end zone just before the half, so we weren't shut out completely. But in the end, 38-7, the Steelers ran away with it. No question, no argument, no excuse. It was ugly. It was bad. Really bad. That's the thing. I guess you really can't – we really can't even, you know, mm-hmm. give an excuse. We were just outplayed, yep. outcoached, outskilled. It was tough. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's okay at this mm-hmm. point, and we'll look it into a little bit about why. It's a young team. It is a young team, and I broke into three categories what I thought might be the main problems here with the Browns, and I want to talk about kind of the dark before the dawn, so to speak, like work through the unfun stuff, and then talk about next week, which is actually I'm looking feeling yeah. very optimistic about. Oh, yeah. Um, keep in mind, on paper, this should have been a street fight. It should have been tough, bloody, down to the wire. Um, what went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> because that uh, is not what happened. Well... Are we getting into something else? Um, just just the reasons why. That's oh what said. Honestly, it was just a. Uh, I don't know what you could call it. Like, <laughs> I I mean, really I say no that words. it looked like the 2017 Browns were out there, but the, the 2017 Browns gave the Steelers a better uh, better fight. So, um, I'm I, glad you brought that up though, because the Browns really do have this mentality about the Steelers that I think. It's really going to take time to shake it. We have a pretty good team. I mean, the consistency, with with more consistency, with more investment, in a few years, we will have a great team. Mm -hmm. That's not even a question. Um, This was a loaded game with loaded implications, and the pressure was on from the start. I mean, half the game, more than half the game, is mentality. It was clear that the Cleveland Browns are carrying all of last year, all of the last 70 years, into that stadium. And it just uh, was a little much to carry, I think. Yeah. I mean, we even talked about it. The prior podcast before the game was this moment was too big for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And that showed showed out entirely. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, this rivalry goes back further than most of the current Cleveland Browns have been alive. I know. <laughs> like, it's, this grudge is bigger than them, and I think they got caught up in it. Especially after last year's situation and the outcome of all that, I think that there's just a, a very real mental block happening. And it's worse when it's, it's already tough when it's a rivalry. Mm-hmm. 
It's worse when it's a rivalry that does you that the other team doesn't respect you. Right. And so that's a that's it's a bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're always going to be block. working from behind with yeah. that kind of situation. It's, it's hard to get over that. Well, the Steelers don't respect us, and I can't I can't blame them after <laughs> like the, after the have... performances that we've put up against them. Yeah. So. Talk about it. I will always hate the Steelers. I will never give them any credit in my entire life. <laughs> I hate the fan base. I hate the you know I hate mm-hmm. the coach. I know everyone says Tom is a good guy, but you know I just I just hate everything down from head to toe from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I respect them for not respecting us because we haven't <laughs> we haven't given them any reason to. And you know what? If this situations were reversed, I would expect us to react in kind and not be not, mm-hmm. not even worry about them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I mean it. It's turning into. I mean, granted, we'll get into more later about our matchup with the Bengals, but it's turning into how we feel about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. It's like we you don't see respect them on the them roster anymore. or on the schedule, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a given. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's that's my biggest thing with us coming into this week is we cannot, we have to respect the Bengals more mm-hmm. because yeah. they, they, they might be the more up-and-coming team and we can't take them lightly. And we're going to uh, find ourselves four and three. Which, uh, yikes. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, I also, I really, it may not be fitting, but I want to say that part of it is due to a wildly unpredictable Browns media base. Yes. Without naming names, let's just say there are definitely three horsemen and one horse woman, woman of the apocalypse heading up most of the chaos. And, you know, your average person isn't in the pressers. They're not able to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Your, your media is your connection to the players and the coaches. And so... When you're responsible for asking good questions that grant clarity and insight, you need to do that. You yeah. need to not push problematic rhetoric and problematic questions and try to get the players goats and misquote and all these things that are happening currently in the Browns media. Exactly. Not not going to name any names, but um, all I'm saying is this person's already an established person in the Cleveland media. I don't understand why they're so desperate for clicks and so desperate to get that story. Yep. Not even Tony Grossi is as desperate as this said person was to get clicks. Yeah. It's Tony Grossi could be a Debbie Downer, but at this point, he knows that like he's going to be a Browns analyst till he retires. Yep. He has a f- career, so yeah. he. I mean, he's he's fucking annoying to hear from, <laughs> but I still I would still take him over this person. Yes, and I mean, you are running into a very real problem when players for two years in a row now that I've been paying attention mm-hmm. have had to walk back your bullshit. Yeah. That's a mess. Opposing you, teams' players as well. Yeah. Which yikes. Uh, we need better Browns media, and we need it soon. Yes. So I don't know how much that that plays into the mentality, but I feel like at some point it it might. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I mean, when you're okay, let's say you have a chance to interview Miles Garrett after the game mm-hmm. against the Steelers. We saw Miles Garrett went and talked to Mike Tomlin before the game, and you ask him, "Did you bring up the helmet incident? What kind of question is that?" God, I mean. You need to let that shit go. Yeah. And watch because he's growing and leading the example. You need to follow. Yeah. I mean, and I'm so tired ridiculous. of other media people telling us that this person has to be respected when they, she, he, well, person that this man, person, this person <laughs> that shall not be named has done nothing mm-hmm. to earn respect from the fan base. Actually, has done the opposite. Yep. So please do not come at the fan base and say that we're in the wrong. And we need to respect this person. We, The fan base is going to respect you when you respect the fan base and the team. Exactly. And so. if you are suggesting that the media should be above question and judgment, you're wrong. Exactly. Sorry about that. That's how this is supposed to work. They're exactly. supposed to be called into question. 
because they're supposed to be reflective of the fan base or the the electorate or whatever it is that they're representing and mm-hmm. reporting about. But anyways, I could go on all day I know. about this. But we're going to get on to injuries now, which is the second topic that I wanted to talk about what possibly happened here with the mm-hmm. Um We're missing some people that we probably oh, yeah. could have used. We, of course, are still missing Nick Chubb, who we don't expect to see again until week 10 or 11. Probably won't see Greedy again until then either, as he's uh, out with a shoulder injury. I feel like Greedy's time in Cleveland's done. I think so. Well, I don't think you hold on to Greedy after this. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyatt Teller is out still and is actually remains questionable for next week, which is... Yeah. Makes me sad. What, what's going on with uh, Ronnie Harrison? And, he is also questionable for next week. And Carl Joseph? I'm not sure. Okay. But I assume. Yeah, I think so. But uh, even even Jamie wasn't up to 100% after an injury sustained in practice. Yeah, I'll give him that. Even though he wasn't punting that great, it was still... Uh, you can't expect much from someone who's... A punter with an injured groin. It's like, so. not, not ideal. Yeah. It's not like a smash his thumb in a car door. Right. It's like an important region. Yeah, for, yeah important region for oh, a kicker. Goodness. Um, but the big three were really our problem. Landry, um, who has, to date, never missed a game in his seven-year NFL career, is still struggling with a hip injury. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, had a bit of a COVID scare. Ultimately, he returned to practice after multiple negative tests. Um, the problem there is that he had to be caught up by Stefanski with just a few days to go and missed out on a lot of practices. Mm-hmm. So that was a mess. And, of course, Baker Mayfield, tender ribs, was incredibly hindered both physically and mentally there. Mm. I think that we saw panicky playing and forced passes because realistically, he knew they were going to put a beating on him. See, and this is where the podcast gets good because this is where this is where we our hosts part ways. Hosts part ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Baker didn't want to turn a minor injury into a major one. He was gun shy, no doubt about it. And we will talk more about <laughs> Baker in a minute. Damn it. Um, also, Steelers defense played zero games. They came to kick the shit out of our guys. They did. Oh, there was yeah. pressure on every TJ single Wan, play. Bud Dupree were in on every play. Yes, they read us like a book. Baker had very little time to act. Um, and he's used to being a big playmaker, I feel like. And he hasn't grasped quite yet when to count his losses and just throw some things away. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to come in time. We saw with Stefanski's guy, you know, Case Keenum, that he could figure out, oh, I got to throw this away. Mm-hmm. Baker doesn't, and you force force passes, you get interceptions. That's how it goes. Now, I'm not saying Case Keenum played great. He was 5 for 10 for 46 yards, but there were instincts there that Baker hasn't quite mastered yet. Mm-hmm. And to so, be fair, it's not like... I, these are... To start off the bat, these are the things I will give Allie in her Baker debate. Bad offensive line play. Terrible offensive line play. But... I mean, also, I guess, I guess there's also the things that you factor in is that the play, the play calling wasn't that great. The run game wasn't going anywhere. Offensive line, it was just a mess for the offense. But I still see guys like Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, um, Aaron Rodgers. I still see these guys. I mean, that, Aaron Rodgers is a bad example this week because he had a rough game. But I still see these guys. Playing at a high level when no one, when there's no one left on their team, when they have to face adversity, I still see other guys with that instinct. I even see Joe Burrow with it, but I don't see it out of Baker. Okay, have you guys seen Joe Burrow try to master the little slide? Yeah, it's that was really great. cute. <laughs> He's like, I'm still working on that. And that is, a, it is a lot for us to like a Cincinnati quarterback. So he has, you have to be a likable person because I do like Joe. Until he beats us. Um, I hope that's not this Sunday. Lord willing. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> you want to get in there? Allie's cat is biting the top of the uh, treat lid. But back right. to what I was saying, I believe that when you look at Baker Mayfield and you look at Case Keenum, and, and if you want Baker Mayfield to manage a game, you, you have a guy on the bench who already does that better and already knows the fancy system. So that is why I'm thinking if Baker continues to struggle, if you want a game manager, you have him on the bench. You bench Baker. And this week is going to be a big tell because I know Baker is probably going to play. Um, and when I told Allie, I said, two-plus touchdowns. Got to have two-plus touchdowns. 250-plus <laughs> yards at least. George gave me a checklist. An interception <laughs> is fine. I'll take that. Singular and, a high, and interception. Yeah, and interception, one. I should be saying zero, but it's Baker. <laughs> so, and he has, that's the thing is like, we, we compared him to Brett Favre because, you know, he had that, you know, he was going to fire off some fucking piss missiles, as I like to call them. <laughs> um, just some beautiful passes. And then, you know, he'll throw a super, he'll, he'll force one and throw an interception. Right now we're seeing all the forcefulness of Brett Favre without the talent. Without the, without the accuracy. Exactly. I want to say talent, but. Uh... Without the accuracy. <laughs> Right. Um, the one, uh, one, one last point. One last point. The on the Minka play, I mean, you, I just don't understand what is going through your head. Oh no, is that the new one? The fumble, the catch, the Minka play. The, the Minka. That's basically <laughs> because I, I, it just boggles my mind trying to think about where Baker's going with that ball. I know it's the Harrison Bryant, but you have Odell and Jarvis Landry in one-on-one situations, and you. Throw the ball into double coverage with Harrison Bryant. I don't understand it. Alec, take over. All right. <clears throat> Let's put it in perspective. Let me let me serve you some perspective. At this point in his career, do you know who went two and nine? What's Aaron? Drew Brees. All right. In his third year, he went two and nine. Last right. week, Aaron Rodgers' QB rating went up so far he overtook Lamar Jackson for the number three spot in the league, was undefeated, and still got his ass handed to him on a silver platter by a team that presently has our same standing at four and two. And to be fair, I did not think Tampa Bay was anything. Correct. Anything. I picked them to lose, actually. And, the, and I think Pittsburgh is better than Tampa Bay, so that is a big thing. And I mean, ever even the best ones get their shit rocked from time to time, and that that's a career quarterback, that's a Super Bowl winner, that's Brett Favre's successor. Mm -hmm. That's Aaron Rodgers. And if that could happen to Aaron Rodgers, it could happen to anybody. Now, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is presently Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, he's a third-year quarterback. He has had four head coaches. That kind of instability and having to start fresh every year is going to negatively impact pretty much anybody's habits. Mm -hmm. I asked Levi today, I'm like, if you had four wives in the last four years or three years, would you be like, like normal and well-adjusted? <laughs> he said, first of all, you ain't my coach. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not well-adjusted. <laughs> so there's that shit. Um, coach quarterback relationships are special and important because as a QB, you're the one executing the coach's vision on the field. And there has to be trust and Baker hasn't had the chance to build that trust with anybody yet. Now we have talked about Baker's marked improvement. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Is he okay? He's alright. Okay. Confused. I could I was like, it's he's good. Allie's cat once again. Uh, stealing the show. Steal, stole the show with okay. jumping in a bag and falling and toppling over. But keep going. Um I believe wholeheartedly that Baker is putting in the work, and I believe it because he's a competitor, that's the nature of who he is. He wants so bad to be the guy. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Baker and Stefanski are trying to reverse years and years of slipshod coaching and bad habits and loser mentality. And believe it or not, since Baker has been here, I do think we're seeing it. Like in this season alone, at four and two, we already have the same amount of wins as we had in 2015, 16, and 17. Combined. Yes, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. There is a silver lining, but Baker needs to the end. I think, at the very least. I will, okay. Um, obviously, my mind could change at any point during the season. And mm. with more information, that's that's fine. Exactly. I mean, it's not flip-flopping on anything if you get more information. Um, but I would like it kept in mind that some quarterbacks in the game have had 5, 10, 20-year relationships with their coaches. And that kind of stability is going to breed better quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I think. Is Baker perfect? No. But Stefanski has been good for him. Mm. No doubt about it. <clears throat> now, I want to say this also, because I saw a lot of the word regression, regressed, mm-hmm. thrown around on Twitter. I don't think that Baker has regressed. I think that what we're seeing is Baker reined in a little bit, and like we were talking about the last two, three weeks, working on fundamentals and getting those fundamentals consistent. Now, of course, that th- gets thrown out the window when you get the shit kicked out of you at Steelers, mm-hmm. and you're panicky, and you know, we saw what happened right. that. But they're referring to the lack of huge plays and big long passes or you know big long passes they're fun but it was it was clear that freddie kitchens loved that shit mm-hmm. but that shit was not consistent it was risky it didn't pay out as well as you know we would have liked mm-hmm. some of these big long plays to to, to pay out so mm-hmm. i feel bad because baker does want to be the one to transform cleveland to give us the wins we deserve all of that he really has taken to the city like i haven't seen before like you can't argue that he doesn't love cleveland he does sure. Um, he and insisting in the post-game interview that his ribs didn't affect his play. This is something that I didn't want to see because Baker is trying to burn that bright and play through an injury that's blocking you in more ways than one. That's young man mentality. Mm-hmm. That's like I'm I'm invincible. I'm unbeatable. It's not mature. And I was glad that Stefanski finally did sit him because at this point. You're the dad. You're like, no, right. son, let's not jump off the cliff. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I know that pissed Baker off. You could tell, but you gotta protect that kid because he could have a real future with the right coaching. And I think Stefanski's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we presently have the same record as the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Bills, and the Colts. Are they and the best teams? And, no. And we're tied with for the fifth seed in the AFC with the Bills. Yes. So. so are they the best teams? No. Are they decent teams? Yes. We're seeing improvements despite the alarmists. That's where it comes up. <laughs> George. And it's going to come down to Stefanski and Barry determining at the end of this year if Baker is someone they're going to be able to help and mold and grow or if it's time to cut them loose. Yeah. So whatever they decide, I will agree with because they're – their head office, they're the guys, but I really do think that in in the long run, we could really see something here. Yeah. Not ready to quit on Baker just yet. Well, I, I will give you with this, I will say, you look at week one with the Ravens, it's a horrible matchup. It's a horrible matchup. It's a new head coach. Yeah. It's Baker coming off a terrible season. It's a bad matchup. You look at this week, a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. injured Baker. Amazing Steeler defense, top five Steeler defense, mm-hmm. maybe top three. Bad matchup, terrible, terrible matchup that reflects poorly. I mean, the score was identical, identical to Week One, thirty-eight to six, thirty-eight to seven, mm-hmm. and it just hurts more because it's two division opponents that you know. Mm-hmm. So that it definitely hurts. But yeah. my biggest thing is that it is two bad matchups, but. There's this this Cincinnati game is a no excuse game in my opinion. I agree. There's no excuse. I definitely agree. You have to beat Cincinnati. If you look bad against Cincinnati, I'm uh, I'm losing pretty a lot of faith in you. And I think I think you could say the same as well. I can. Mm-hmm. I definitely think. Um, I mean, it would definitely not bode well. Yeah. For sure. 
A loser game against Cincy is the, in my opinion, I don't think the start of the Mitch Trubisky transformation happens this week. <laughs> if you lose to Cincinnati, you play bad against Cincinnati. If you play good against Cincinnati and lose, I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Against, I mean, there's so much nuance. So mm-hmm. much could happen. Right. You know, that it could be freak accidents. It could be shitty refs. You yeah. never know. But and then, and then, if he has a good game and a losing effort, I still would take that. Mm-hmm. But it just, no matter what, the loss or the win, Baker has to play well. Mm-hmm. There's no, no more of this. Oh, we won, but Baker had a bad game. It has to be a it has to be a good game for Baker. No matter what, if there's a W or L in the column, mm-hmm. Baker has to look good, and that is the number one thing. I think everyone in the world's gonna be watching. Yeah, I think so, that's that's definitely fair. Because mm-hmm. um, if he has if he has four touchdowns at 320 yards passing, I'm like, okay, he's still got some magic in him. But the defense is not that great, so yeah. it's certainly not out of the question, honestly. Um, I really do think we, we might have something here. I'm not ready to quit just yet. But yeah, Cincinnati is going to be a... Because I do I do pick... I do agree with you on the fact that he is the best quarterback that we've had in a minute. <laughs> so that, it, it's hard to it's hard to jump that train already. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the people who can look at a Browns 4-2 season and still want to just like... Yeah, I, can, I can't believe... Jump ship. Like, oh, yeah, I can't believe the people on Twitter. I, the thing is, is like, I'm more mad at the QB play than I am... The entire team. Mm-hmm. I think the entire team's still good. Yeah. But I'm still iffy about the QB play. That's the only reason why I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. So. I feel you. We'll see. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. This is gonna. This week didn't tell that much because of the injuries. But this Sunday, you're going against a team that's obviously inferior towards you. Against a rookie quarterback, you cannot get outplayed by a rookie. Rookie quarterback, and we've got a dude, um, Mixon. I mean, may not play. Yeah, he may not and play. That's so, his one star that's, player. That's over, like, the Cincinnati's one weapon. That's the safety valve. You can't. So, honestly, the defense should be stepping up. The defense has looked better. That's the one, that is the one side of the ball that I cannot even fault for that Pittsburgh game because the offense was so bad. I mean, those guys were just gassed. Miles is getting double teamed. It was just, it was an amazing game plan by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And you also have two guys in the, in the secondary that are injured. I gotta, I gotta, this, you gotta hang the Steelers L 100% on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Whew. Well. The I, Great Baker Debate is what this one should be called. Yes, I think we are gonna do that. <laughs> because uh, I, I still, I don't want to quit on Baker just yet. I feel like it's time. And I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Very true. But it's, it's been almost three years. Rome was getting, Rome was getting close to Rome being done around there. Rome was growing. <laughs> so I would love to see. Realistically, I'd love to see this year and next year with the Baker's defensive team, and hopefully that is the I, case. That's the thing is, like, there's so many people. There's a difference between being a realist and being a Baker hater, and that's yeah. why I feel like a lot of people are Baker haters. Mm-hmm. I'm on the realist side where I just want to see a good quarterback. Right. So I would, I would love it if it was Baker. You spent a first pick, the first overall pick on him, mm-hmm. but he's not an Andrew Barry guy. I think that's another thing that is going to play into it's a it's a Dorsey pick. It's not an Andrew Barry pick. So Which, we'll see what's going on. I told Allie, you spend, you give, because it's obviously going to be the Jets. Let's be real. The first overall pick is going to be the Jets. <laughs> yeah. And Trevor Lawrence, I have 100% promise you, is not going to want to play for the Jets. He's going to deny it. Who will? Exactly. That's the thing. Uh, I'd say their best bet is going to be uh, someone on the defensive side of the ball yeah. that can make a difference, but isn't going to be uh, pushed down by a bad team. I mean. Which that makes me appreciate Joe Burrow all the more that he would be like, all, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he just he embraced Cincinnati, so you gotta get, you gotta give him 100 percent credit. I do. And uh, obviously, you have to admit, 
if you had to pick, if if Cincinnati now, for some <laughs> ungodly reason said, we'll give you Joe Burrow for Baker. If you have to be out of your mind to say you're not gonna, you're gonna give up. You're not gonna. Oh my goodness! He is stealing the show again. Why is he? Why? <laughs> I stole. Yeah, I stole Ellie Straw. But everyone, it's a hundred percent. You you would take Burrow in a minute in a heartbeat. So. Oh boy. When you're already looking at rookies and saying, "Wow, I would want him over that." That's a bad sign. But Baker still can come out of that. If he beats Oakland and Cincinnati. Six and two. I'm back on the Baker wagon. Now, but let me tell you, he did inherit bullshit. Let's be honest. He did. He inherited bullshit. He's not in an easy situation. Um, yeah. I think it'll get better. I really do. I hope so too. I hope so too. I mean, inheriting a 131 team is pretty fucking tough. Yeah. And I think that's another thing is like everyone was talking about how oh, if we had Darnold, we'd be in such a better situation. But Baker's personality is also a big thing. The confidence and the personality mm-hmm. is what brought us out of that slump. So yeah. I, even if Baker's not the guy, I would have to say he still put us on the right track. Definitely. I mean, even the most negative reviews I saw, um, it was the general consensus that Cleveland is moving in the right direction. Now, how fast they're moving in the right direction is another question entirely. And yeah. You can enjoy the Twitterverse for that because everybody has an opinion. Exactly. But even, I mean, Terry Pluto wrote a pretty... I like Terry Pluto. I do too. Clevelander. He's, you know, fair. Loved, he's fair. He's fair. He doesn't want the Browns to suck, but right. he he he'll get disappointed. It's not like other than Tony Grossi and Mary Kay, which it's it feels like they're. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> it feels like all right. Well, the cat's out of the bag now, but yeah. they, it feels like they're rooting against us, like and that's regularly. what that's what everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I mean, people like Nathan's Garab, Terry Pluto. They're very obviously Browns fans. They're wanting the team to succeed, mm-hmm. but they can acknowledge that there are some real problems and real concerns, which I think everybody could. I mean, right. it's not a perfect situation by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, if you went against Cincinnati, this everyone's going to say, oh, it's Cincinnati. But think about it. You're 5-2. and two. You're 2-2 two and two in the division now, mm-hmm. not 1-2. and two. Yep. That's two division wins. That's pretty big. If you squeak out one more against Pittsburgh or uh, Baltimore, you're 3-3 you're three and three in the division, which I'll take. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it could always be worse. Yeah. I mean, recent memory, it's been worse. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. We're gonna have to cut. We're gonna have to cut this. The first half. How much longer do we got? We have about four minutes four left minutes. in this first half. Let's let's cut this into the great Baker debate, and yes. the next into the picks and what we got right, what we got wrong. Yes. And uh, around the world or around the uh, league in sixty seconds. Yeah. So we'll be right back after not a message because we're not sponsored. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes. Part two. Part no longer two. the Baker debate moving on. Moving on. We have uh, around the league in 60 seconds. Mm. And then we have our predictions. Our new, our new development, installment, whatever you like to call it. Yes. What we got right, what we got new wrong. New segment. Mm-hmm. Um, now, which would you like to do first? You know what? Before we get into our picks, mm-hmm. before we hear about I want to hear what we got right and all what right. we got wrong. So, essentially... We all picked the Chiefs to win. They won. Most of us picked the Titans to win. They won. One person failed. Mm. Levi. Ooh. So, essentially, what happens is, uh, well, we've got two of you tied for seven correct picks. Nice. So, about breaking even, and that's you and Jake. Very nice. We've got two up ahead, me and Levi, at eight picks. Mm -hmm. And we have Megan. With ten. Oh my god! <laughs> I told you. I know. I fucking told you. I She's like, good at it. 
I, I couldn't believe it. And I love at the end when she was getting ticked off at you and picking the other team, she got most of them mad. I knew it. Yeah. So, um, obviously, the big upset here, we've got the Falcons beating the Vikings. I was the only one to call that. Yeah. Me and Chad. And um, let's see, what was the other one? Oh, it was the Packers loss that we all screwed up on. Yeah, I'm about to say, because nobody thought the Bucks were going to beat the Packers. Nobody. So, otherwise, I mean, pretty fun. I know it's funny. At the start of the season, it was looking like Bill Belichick was the successful piece, and Tom Brady mm-hmm. was the loser of this. But now it completely flipped: two and three Patriots, four and two fucking Tampa Bay Bucks. It's almost like the relationship between a quarterback and a coach is really important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that was uh, that was that situation. I was blown away that uh, Megan got 10, blew us out of the water. I thought with eight, I'm like, I pretty much beat everybody. I can't believe no. it. So there's that shit. So I had six, you guys had eight, Megan had 10? seven. Okay. Yep, Megan had 10. Like I have to tell George in the podcast like to get a raw reaction, but yeah, she was I fucking knew it. She picks them right all the time. I cannot believe it. Honestly, I feel like going into picking football more ignorant than an- being an analyzer. <laughs> Like it'd be analyzing the the data, mm-hmm. you're gonna pick more because no. you just pick the right shit. Anything can happen, George. You did get one that the rest of us refused to get. You picked the Steelers to win, so I hope you're happy. <laughs> 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 oh Lord! Again, if anybody wants to play this with us, let me know. Let us know. I'm thinking just I'm probably Facebook gonna try to message. Get, yeah, your picks. Do it. I'm gonna try to get a uh, Daniel in on it too. Redheaded Daniel. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. So what else did we uh? Is there, what, what, what other games were right and wrong? Oh, yes. Um, so, obviously, Colts. Three of us picked the Colts. George did not. He picked the Bengals to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I had picked the Jaguars, as did George and Jake, but it ended up being the Lions. Levi and Megan got that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the Bears, as did lately Levi and Megan, and George and Jake did not. Yes. I picked the football team. Megan picked the football team. Giants obviously got their first win, right? Second. Second win. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, did they? Did they be? They did. Oh shit! You know what's hilarious? I'm pretty sure. The fact that um, I have to look at the NFC East standings now. Oh god. Because <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see. Because it said after Dallas's horrible defeat last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are getting to around the league in sixty seconds. About to say. Don't forget about that. Very true. Because uh, they are kind of the crackhead cousin, and I feel bad for them. Oh man, it is, it is tough. Yep. So Giants. <laughs> Giants and Cowboys are at the top of the East. Oh my gosh. Actually, I think you might be right. I think they did get their first win. I'll check. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I remember they were talking about how Dallas is in position to host, host a playoff game. <laughs> oh no! Host a playoff game. Oh god, why can't we be in that division? In that division, we're gods. In that division, we are, everyone's like, oh, well, Browns are going. Yep, everybody knows it. Transfer us to NFC East, get the petition started. And instead, we're in one of the two hardest divisions in the whole freaking league. Which, of course. Of course. Which, of course. <laughs> I would say now ours has got to be the crown, the hardest. I After so. seeing Baltimore and the Steelers, probably one and two, honestly, at this mm-hmm. point. Steelers might be the best team in the league, and I hate saying that. It makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick. So that was uh, that was last week's. Uh, Jake has his picks in. If you want to do yeah, do picks now. Um, Sounds good to me. So Giants and Eagles. George. Giants and Eagles. You know what? <laughs> Fucking shit. Ah, this is a hard one because these are both. This is this is these are rivals. I'm waiting for Megan to put hers in before I anybody. <laughs> Honestly, that's the way to go. Um, 
between the Eagles and the Giants. This is uh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be one of those games that no one cares about, but it's probably gonna be a good one. Let's be honest, everyone's gonna be watching Steelers Titans. Yeah, but this will be, be happening like a parking lot fight. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Oh, 100. And honestly, I. Man, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with the I'm gonna go with the Giants. Giants, Jake did too. I'll take I'll take Dan, Danny Jones. Steelers Titans. Steelers Titans. I'm gonna go with Pitt. You know what? I'm gonna go with Titans on that just just for spite. I, just honestly, I mean, Luan, star, star uh, tackle yeah. out. That's look what look rough. what the Steelers do. They stack the box. They have T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree on both sides. Ugh. Your pocket caves. It's horrible. It's bad. Uh, Cowboys and the football team. Cowboys and the football team. I gotta go. I know the Cowboys look really bad with Dalton, but the football team. But the football team looks worse. You putting your hands in the red rifle? Are you putting your pick in the hands of the red rifle? Yeah. Oh boy. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think Dallas is bad. Washington's worse. All right. I mean, you're probably right. But Giants, Giants over Eagles is gonna be my. um, It's gonna be my uh, spoiler Mm. pick. The underdog pick because Eagles definitely could run away with that, but I think the Giants got a little something in the tank. I think so. Uh, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. You already know. Come on. I'll just put it in there. Don't even. Don't even. No. <laughs> don't even bring that one up. Yeah. <laughs> don't even. Have they gotten rid of what the space yet? No, no. Adam Gase is still there. Except you, you stay. Except you, you stay. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as of right now, Darnold's not even starting. It's Joe Flacco. Oh my God. Yes. So. To make matters horrible. Joe Flacco, I yes. think he was dead. I know. Um, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. I don't really... I'm sorry, I'm eating caramel corn. It's good. <laughs> um, I know, like, honestly, th- this year, there's no safe bets. Nope. And I mean, literally everything is up for grabs. Like, it's yeah, ridiculous. This is going to be a, a good, you're the good season. East. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, honestly, that is the most up for grabs because you could be <laughs> you could be winless and you still got a chance. Like we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. How? How? I forget. I saw a tweet. It was like the five. Y'all gonna be laughing until the five and eleven Giants win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, this year is so weird. It could happen. Honestly, I'm not even. Wrong but you know what? I'll stay safe. I'm gonna pick the Saints. Saints, it is. Packers, Texans. Packers, Texans. You know, I've been on the Packers last week, and it was <laughs> a mess. A tough one. A mess. But I'll take them. I'll take them this week. Texans are pretty weak. It's not Texans and Bucks aren't even on the same level right now. So, um, Browns, Bengals. Browns, Bengals. <laughs> you already know. I'm hoping you're gonna say Browns, right? Bengals. Bengals. Twenty-eight to fourteen. Oh my goodness. Pool and Baker at the second half. Case Keenum will come in and manage the game. I'm doing this for you, Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> Lions, Falcons. Lions, Falcons. I think Falcons ride that momentum. I think they're going to win it. I'll take that too. Falcons over Lions. Lions, I really don't know. But, fun stat. Actually, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go Lions. Sorry. <laughs> uh, because, interesting stat. The Lions have led in every game by two scores. In every game and have blown it oh that many times. So that's interesting. Yeah, that is. So, so somebody has to win this, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the king of the kings of blown leads are going against each other. I say Lions come out on top. You know what? 
I'm gonna do one better. Hmm. I'm gonna say they're gonna tie. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> she got extra points for picking a tie. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Seahawks and Cardinals. That's gonna be a good game. I think. Seahawks and Cards. That is good. Honestly, Cardinals. Cardinals were kind of like disappointing to start because everyone thought they were gonna be great, mm-hmm. and they're kind of they're above middle of the pack, but they're not top ten team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they they put up thirty eight against Dallas. Which it's like kind of it's kind of hard to see that as a, a huge thing. I'm gonna take Seahawks. Seahawks, that's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Seahawks are always gonna be consistently good. Russell Wilson is literally the consistent. Like if consistency was a quarterback, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jaguars, Chargers. Oh, you know I gotta go with my man Justin Herbert. So go with the charge. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I like I think I like him more than Joe Burrow. I really do. That's interesting. He's uh, he he. If, I know we talked about Joe Burrow breaking Baker's rookie touchdown record. It's it, it, Joe freaking Herbert is on his way. I think he's at like twelve right now. Oh shit. Maybe ten. So yeah. Man, he's well on his way. Enjoy that. I know. That's the thing. Usually, we at least would have that. We don't, we're not we're not even gonna have that because I feel like he's gonna shatter it. Super. So. I mean, we're on week seven now. Like shit. Yeah. Um, but like we were talking about on the northbound Browns. Page, Justin Herbert, better team, better organization around him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of easy to see why he's kind of more successful. I think he put Burrow in San Diego. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, Chargers. Chargers, it is. Let's see a couple more here. 49ers, Patriots. 49ers and Patriots. Gotta go with actually as of right now. Patriots are no longer even close to a juggernaut. No. I, I started, really have, the start of the season. They look, they were looking like it. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought t- uh, Tom was the loser there, like you were talking about. Yeah. I thought Bill was the one who had all the, yeah, the the moxie. The uh, to be fair, that. they did have that COVID scare, but Cam Newton played last week. That's true. So can't that they can't use the Cam excuse anymore. I am going with the because Forty Nine are really fucking bad, man. <laughs> I'll go with the pass during three. Broncos Chiefs. Yeah. I'm going with Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> Drew Locke has been playing well, to be fair. His first the back. well, though? Yeah. Like, come on. He did play well. I can't say has been playing because he's been injured. But coming right off of injury, mm-hmm. being the Patriots, being the Ooh. youngest quarterback to, to win in Gillette Stadium, it's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, I like that. But I'll take the Chiefs. Chiefs have been underperforming. But I don't think they're going to underperform to this level. I think it's going to be close, but she's going to drag it out. I like your optimism. <laughs> Buccaneers and Raiders. That's a good game, too. I'm telling you, Tom Brady's hot now. It's uh, I think he's going now on maybe like a four-game streak. Like, Honestly, yeah. I mean, I think the Raiders are good. I mean, hey, to be fair, the Raiders did beat Kansas City. Oh, you know what? They did. They did take down Kansas City. and But the thing is... If you would have asked me last week mm-hmm. who was better, Raiders or Packers, I would have said the Packers. And yep. the Bucks dethroned them. I'll go Bucks. And uh, last one, Monday night, we're going to have Chicago Bears at Los Angeles Rams. There are no further or no more um, rescheduling. reschedulings or anything like that. At least presently, there's no additional positive tests or anything like that. So things are back to normal. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. But uh, yeah, Bears and Rams. Bears and Rams. Honestly, this is 
we said the Bears were pretenders at the start of the season, but it looks like they're not. Mm-hmm. I got to give them credit. Um, I think this is what happens when you just... It's so important because so many people will... They'll, they'll um, you know, trash talk you about how you barely beat a good team. But it shows in the end, mm-hmm. just getting that W is so, so much more important than we think. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Steelers and Broncos game. They almost lost to a backup quarterback, but they barely pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Look at them now. They're like the best team in the league. Against Nuance. It's all nuance. Yeah. Like, yeah, that W is this, but all of this other shit, you know, the W is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing we have to realize is who's the team that can finish. Mm-hmm. And when you pull out, even if it's against a bad team, I get it. You, you could get caught up in the stats, but it's whoever finishes. And honestly, I think we got to give, I, I hate to say it, we got to give Pittsburgh more credit. And so I will take. I don't care. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, we have to give the Bears and Pittsburgh more credit. That's right. I will get. I will, however, take the Rams in this one. Rams, it is. And of course, on bye week this week is Vikings, Dolphins, Colts, and Ravens. We will not be seeing them, so don't even look for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jordy picks her in. Oh, Ravens. Was it Ravens? Mm-hmm. Wow. Evidently. But yeah, good stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot. This was supposed to be. I think this was supposed to be Pittsburgh's bye week. Oh, that's and yeah, so but they have to play the Titans now because they they took their bye week in week three. Yeah. So, ah, woohoo! Oh, look, fucking stronger than ever. So don't fucking bitch about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Honestly, that might have done them good. Yeah, for real. Bye week that early. I so. think so. I mean, obviously, it's not slowing them down any. Yeah. So yeah, that is the blazing hot picks. Those are on the picks. Northbound Browns podcast. Yep. I mean. That about wraps it up for me, I think. I've got no more talking points. I can. I will say. I could talk forever about Baker and shit, but I gotta do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a new new segment we should start is players to watch. And my Ooh. player this week to watch is Tua. Yes. <laughs> Tagovailoa. I don't know if that's it. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa. Yep. Yes. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, players to watch. I think you're right. I think, I mean, they've benched Fitzmagic now in favor of Tua, who you guys all saw the picture of him sitting on the 15-yard line just soaking it in. It's yeah, just, he's the cutest little guy, honestly. So, I like him. watch out for Tua this week. First starting, we will be back one more time this week before the Bengals game. Give you a preview. Give yes, us how sir. we feel. Maybe there's going to be some new injuries. Maybe not. This has been the Northbound Browns podcast. Allie, closing remarks. Uh, that's it. We we'll be back. Here. We'll see you soon. We'll let you know. Here's Salute. hoping, sports fan. Uh, let me try that again. Here's hoping, sports fan. That's right. Amen. Salute. <laughs>